welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Amen. And if you could open up your Bibles here tonight to Colossians chapter 4. We're going to be starting in verse 2. And while you're turning there, I just want to thank God here tonight for my salvation. I want to thank God for everything that he's doing in our church and in our lives. And I also want to thank Pastor and Sister Kim for this great opportunity, the ministerial staff. Thank you for the great opportunity of speaking here. I don't take it lightly. It's a privilege. It's an honor. You know, I remember walking in through these doors, man, broken, lost, and hurting with no direction and no purpose. But I thank God for my church here today. Come on, how many are grateful for the Mother Church? How many are grateful for your pastors and your leaders? And so I want to say thank you, Pastor, for this great opportunity. And I know that God's going to do something here special tonight. Amen. I also want to thank my wife. She's, a, she's been a soldier next to me. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit in her that keep me in line. Amen. And so here in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open up a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mysteries of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. I also want to read it off the Amplified Version. It says, be persistent and devoted to prayer. Being alert and focused in prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. And at the same time, pray for us too, that God will open up a door of opportunity to us for the word to be proclaimed, the mysteries of Christ, for which I have been imprisoned, that I make it clear and speak boldly and unfold the mysteries in the way that I should. Father, we thank you here tonight, Lord, for everything that you're doing, Lord. And Father, we pray that you would have your way and Father, I pray that your word will go forth and accomplish what it's sent out to do, Lord. And I pray that you would touch our lives, Lord. And Father, that you would give us an overflow tonight, Lord, from Prayer Summit. And Father, we pray that you would have control in everything that takes place, Lord. We thank you. We love you. We give you honor. And we lift you up. In the name of Jesus, we all say amen. amen. You may be seated. And so one day there was a preacher, and this preacher, he was preaching, right? He was preaching and preaching, and he began to tell the congregation, you know what? God's been revealing things to me. He said, man, we have to apply. We have to start learning how to apply, and we have to get application in our lives. And so they were hearing him preach, and he kept preaching this message, and next week he will come, and he will preach the same message again. He says, man, God revealed something to me this week again. And he's saying that you guys are not applying, that there's no application. And so again, there's another week, there goes another week, and he comes again. He goes, God spoke to me clearly again. And he said that, man, we're not applying, and finally, one of the guys in the congregation, he got up and he was frustrated. He said, man, I keep hearing you week after week after week preaching this message and you're talking about application, but you're not giving me the application so I can fill it out. 
<laughs> Some of you guys will get it later. <laughs> Amen. And so here in this portion of Scripture, we see that Paul the Apostle, he was given instructions to the church of Colossae. Now, the church of Colossae, they were going through some hard times. There was a lot of false teacher. There was a lot of false doctrine. There was things that were taking place in the church that weren't correct. There was Jewish converts that were bringing all these stipulations and saying, well, we were able to eat and not to eat and how to live and how to do this and how to do that. There was even worship of angels. They believed that, man, worshiping angels will be a way to get your prayers answered. And so here Paul the Apostle, he comes into the church, right? He writes a letter to the church. He wasn't able to go there personally, but he writes a letter. And so he's getting the church back on track, and he's getting everybody focused, and he's letting them know, and he's talking to husbands, he's talking to fathers, he's talking to wives, he's giving directions, even to slaves. And so he's getting everything back on track. But there's a powerful portion of Scripture that we just read and he begins by saying, be persistent and devoted to prayer. You see, devotion is the act of dedicating your time, having a commitment, being faithful in your relationship with the Lord. And I believe that when Paul was conveying this to the church of Colossae, he goes, look at man, I know that you're facing some things and you guys are being diverted and you're listening to this and you're listening to that. But I need you to get into some prayer. I need you to get right on your knees. I need you to man, get a hold of God and let God get a hold of you and let God give you direction and give you vision and give you purpose and man get you guys on track devotion see devotion it takes time devotion it takes effort there's nothing more important in our walk in Christianity than having a relationship we have to have a relationship with the Lord it's not doing, it's not ministry, it's not helping out here, it's not helping out there. It's our relationship with God. It's our relationship that, man, everything comes out of us. Man, we do everything because we love the Lord. See, sometimes we could get things confused. And we think that because we're doing that, we're serving and we're doing this and we're doing that. But if we're not spending time with God, listen, it's of no avail, it's of no purpose. And so that's what Paul was saying. He goes, man, I need you to get in prayer. I need you to devote yourselves to prayer. You see, there's a lot of things that take place when you get in prayer. There's a lot of things that take place when you get in prayer. You see, the first thing that happens is that we learn how to build a relationship with God. We have to learn how to communicate with God. And listen, you might be here today and you might think that God's not able to speak back, but God is able to speak audibly through visions, through dreams, through leaders, through people. Man, you could be cutting a tree and God could minister to you. God is able to speak back. And so we build a relationship with God, man. We get in prayer and we get on our knees and we know that we're talking to God. We're communicating with God. See, also prayer helps us find direction in our lives. 
And I don't know about you, man, but I need direction in my life constantly. When I came here, I had no purpose. I had no direction. I was going in the wrong way. But, man, God turned my life around. And I believe that there's a lot of us here tonight that we can testify that, man, God has led us. God has given us direction, right? We have a vision. We have a purpose. And you got to believe today that, man, when you're in prayer, God is able to lead your life. We need direction for our church. We need direction for our families. We need personal direction in our lives, and that comes from God. I thank God for a great ministry that has direction. I thank God for a praying ministry that man believes that God is able to lead us and guide us. We didn't get here by coincidence. We got here through prayer. And so it's very important to understand that prayer helps us find that direction in our lives. You see, prayer also gives us the power to overcome temptations and, man, fight the enemy. And I don't know about you, man, but I, I got to get in prayer sometimes because me without prayer, I'm no good. Me without prayer, man, I get in the flesh. Me without prayer, man, I start thinking a little bit crazy. I got to be in prayer. Why? Because, man, the enemy is real. The attacks are real. Life is real. Bills are real. Kids are real. Church is real. And so everything gets real. <laughs> And so I don't know about you, but I need prayer. There's times that everything's breaking loose, and I just look at everything. I just get in prayer. I say, God, I don't know, but this is your thing. you got to fix this. They're looking at me for answers, and I'm just looking at them stunned. There's been times like that. But I say, God, man, I need you. You see, but prayer is not only when we need God, it's constantly. It's every day. Man, we could be praying right now in our chairs, in our minds, and man, it's getting before God's presence, right? And going in our closets and getting in our rooms and getting on our knees. And I don't know about you, man, but when I get alone in my room and I'm on my knees, that's where God touches my life. That's where God begins to, man, change my mind and change my heart and change my motives, man, and get me on the right track. That's why we need prayer. We need prayer. And it's prayer that helps us to walk this walk with the Lord. It gives us power. Us in our natural strength, we can only go so far. But, man, when you have the power of the Holy Ghost, come on, how many are Holy Ghost filled here tonight? Man, it takes you to the next level, man. It pushes you through. And so we need power. You know, prayer also gives us a clear perspective. Because sometimes, man, our perspective is shot out. We have some crazy thoughts. Like Sister Kim was sharing her message about the closet and all the junk and, right, junk in the trunk, right, and your car. And you have all kinds of mad thoughts and you're putting all these sceneries together that don't even happen. Our perspective is a little off. I remember Brother Pastor Xavier's message where he was talking about some of us, we need some new lenses, right? We need some new lenses. But that's what God is able to do when you're in prayer. He's able to give you a perspective. He's able to give you, man, a clear thought, man. He's able, man, to get your thoughts in line. He's able, man, to give you, right, the clear perspective that you need to keep going forward. There's been times in my life that my perspective has been wrong. There's been times where the Lord has rebuked me a, a, more than once. Because my perspective was wrong. But I thank God that, man, my relationship with the Lord has the only thing that's been keeping me going forward. Oh. 
See, prayer, what it does, it also helps us to be grateful and thankful. You begin to, man, get in your knees and pray to God, and you begin to, man, look at everything that God has been doing in your life, and you begin to be grateful and thankful. You know what happens when you come out of that type of prayer is that you walk a little bit more humble. You begin, you begin to look around and say, man, I don't deserve this, man. It was only because of the Lord. And I want to thank God here because, man, God has been good to me, man. God has, man, been so good, man, that I, deserve, I don't deserve any of this. You begin to look at yourself, man, and say, man, I'm worthless without the Lord, man. I need God, and I'm grateful for everything that he's doing. It teaches us humility. And so we have to learn how to have that type of prayer. Devoting ourselves. You see, prayer is not an option. It's not a ritual. It's not lighting a candle and counting rosaries and saying, Tens our fathers and Hail Marys. It's not that type of prayer. It's a sincere connection from your heart to God and saying, God, man, I'm here, man. I'm an open book, man. You know what, God? I need you here today. It's you having a genuine relationship with God. It's not something that we do on Sundays. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And when you wake up, man, you do it again. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every day we pray to the Lord. We got to pray. It should be a delight. It should be a delight. It doesn't start that way. If we want to be honest, it doesn't start that way. I remember when I came, man, they would say, man, get in prayer. I said, I already prayed, man. I prayed. Brother, you only pray for three minutes. I said, pray for everything. I already prayed for everything. You got to get in prayer. And then guess what? In the afternoon, so you got to pray again. We just prayed this morning. Again. And then we prayed at that. again. Oh, brother, you better not wake me up in the middle of the night. I pray, brother. <laughs> but they were pushing me to prayer. They were saying, pray, man, pray. And then there came a time in my life, in my walk with the Lord, where I wanted to pray. No longer did you have to push me to pray. I wanted to pray. I wanted to get before God, and I wanted to pray to God. Why? Because I began to feel his presence. I began to hear God's voice. I began to get direction, man, and I began to see that God was real. There was a genuine touch from heaven, and so I wanted to pray. And then we come to a season where we know that we have to pray constantly. Constantly. We have to pray. And so prayer is our connection. It's our lifeline. You know, I trip out on this device. You guys ever think about this device? You know, some people say, man, I pray, but I don't think that God's hearing my, my prayer. You know that I can call South Africa right now. There's not a cord on this phone that connects to South Africa, man. Somehow, way, my voice hits a tower. From that tower, it hits another tower, and it gets to where it has to get. And they're able to hear my voice. How much more God? How much more, God, that your voice gets to the gates of heaven? Come on. Your voice is before the throne of God. It says, man, to enter his throne, right, with boldness and confidence, knowing that, man, anything you ask according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. How much more? 
If my voice can get from here to South Africa, my voice is hitting the gates of heaven. And so the power relies in the one that receives the prayer. It's not in our hands. We say the prayer and it goes up to heaven. God gets our prayers. You know, I, I, I wonder sometimes because people say, man, hell, hellfire is not real. It's a metaphor. It's just a figure of speech. You know what I say to that? I said, every time that I wake up, man, I look at that sun. There's not shuttles going up there, putting fuel up there. There's no trees that we're sending up there. There's nothing going up there. That thing's been burning since God said let it burn. That's a sign that, man, there's something that is eternal, that, man, there's flames that keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. They say, man, that thing's going to burn out. I say, you, you and I will burn out before that burns out. But that's a sign. You know, God gives us signs. And this is a sign that, man, if my voice could reach South Africa, then my voice could reach heaven. And you got to have that type of mentality that, man, when I pray, man, God is hearing my prayers. You know, prayer keeps us alive. It keeps us alive. Sometimes we're a little dry, but it keeps us going. It gives us clarity. It keeps us focused. It keeps us going forward. There's some battles that you're going to face in 2024, and I'm here to let somebody know tonight that you're only going to be able to overcome through prayer. It ain't going to be through your own strength. It ain't going to be through your own might. It ain't going to be through your own will. It ain't going to be through your own thoughts, but it's going to be in the presence of God, being in prayer, man. God's going to teach us. There's been some battles that only prayer could get me through. There was some battles that only prayer pushed me through. And so we have to pray. You know, there's a famous quote by Corey Ten Boom. He says, what wings are to a bird and sail to a ship, so is prayer to the soul. Then he asked a question in one of his quotes. He says, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? And so prayer can't be our spare tire, man. It's got to be our steering wheel, man. It's got to guide us. It's got to lead us, man. It's got to, man, give us purpose, man. We got to get the voice of God inside of our lives. We need direction from God. It can't be a spare tire every time that our tire gets flat and, man, we get in an accident that we pull it out. No, no, no. We pull it out every day. Prayer's our weapon. You know, someone once said that, man, if you don't pray, you will become prey. Then Paul the Apostle, he goes on to say in this portion of Scripture, he says, After you have prayed, you need to learn how to be watchful. And what he was trying to convey in this portion of Scripture was that we have to be alert and we have to be aware against the spiritual drowsiness that is caused by diversion. You know, sometimes the devil, what he does to Christians that are solid in their faith and they're walking with the Lord, what he tends to do is that he tries to divert us. He tries to divert our attention. He tries to divert our efforts. He tries to divert us. That's why we need to be in prayer. We need to be, man, in the presence of God. 
And so he was saying, man, be careful. You have to be watchful. See, we're always talking about being watchful for other people. You got to watch out for that guy. Watch out for this one and watch out for that one. We're always looking. And yes, that's important. But my question to you here tonight, are you being watchful in your own spiritual life? Are, are you, man, looking at yourself and saying, man, where am I lacking? Where do I need to grow, man? Am I really pressing in? Am I believing God in 2024 that he's going to do a miracle in my life? Am I believing for my family? Am I believing, man, for God's purpose, for God's direction, man, for God's will? We got to look at our own selves. You know, I look at myself, and man, the more that I get closer to God, the more that I see that I'm more messed up. Yikes. I'm being honest. It seems like the more that I get closer, the more that I go another year and another year, I'm more messed up. God, how can you use me? I'm twisted. I'm messed up, Lord. The more that I need God. And so it's important to look at our own selves. You know, we don't want to be spiritual, prideful people that we're always pointing out at what's wrong with everybody else. We got to look at our own selves and say, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What can I change? And so very important that we look at our own lives. We have to take the temperature in our own spiritual lives. And the most important person that we need to be aware of is ourselves. It's ourselves. That's what we have to be aware of. We could become professionals and, man, begin to look at people and say, man, I know the cause and I know the symptom. As a matter of fact, I got a cure for that and I know why you're doing that. But can we do the same thing for ourselves? Can we recognize the symptoms and, man, look for the cure and, man, let God heal us and let God do something inside of our hearts? And so we got to be hungry. You know, are we checking the fire in our, in, our, in our hearts? Are we checking, man, what we're doing for the Lord? Man, are we checking ourselves, man? Are we being more committed and more faithful, man? Are we believing God for more? Is there something taking place inside of our hearts? You know, sometimes our fire can dwindle down a little bit. That's why they say fan that flame into, right, fan that flame and so we have to be watchful, watchful. The Bible says to rejoice and to pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God and you, for you in Christ Jesus. And so not only do we watch and we're right looking at what's taking place, but we also got to come with a grateful heart. We got to give God thanksgiving. You know, sometimes we're good at complaining at everything that we don't have. We're good at pointing out at everything that is wrong in our lives. But can we give God some glory here tonight and say, man, I thank you that you saved me. I thank you that you delivered me. I thank you that you set me free, man. I thank you for my pastors. I thank you for my leaders. Come on. I thank you, man, for everything that you're doing in my life. Come on. Is there anyone here tonight that can give God some glory? Come on. You need to shout. You got to remind yourself of what God did in your life. So we got to be thankful, regardless of what takes place. 
we're going to face trials and we're going to go through situations and right there's going to be things that are going to happen but man we got to give God the glory and the honor no matter what trial what burden what struggle what worry what concern what may come your way you got to give God glory that should never take the place of who God is in your life You know, there was a time in my life, in my walk with the Lord, that I was complaining. And here, let me know what I'm talking about. We complain in here. Out here, we're good. But in here, I was complaining, and in here, I was complaining, and in here, man, I was going through things, and man, I began to get diverted. But I remember. I remember that, man, I have a relationship with the Lord, man, that I'm able to get in prayer. I'm able to get clarity, man. I'm able to get in God's presence. And, man, when I begin to get in God's presence and, man, I begin to expose myself and I begin to open up and I say, God, I need you to speak to me. You know what God spoke to me? He said, man, stop murmuring and get back in the fight. And that's what we need to do. We need to stop murmuring and get back in the fight. Why? Because, man, God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And so we got to be grateful. I thank God for the trials. I thank God for the storms. It is storms and trials and burdens and struggles and worries that shapes the, the life of a man and a woman of God. You got to know that that's what God uses in our lives. He uses trials. I thank God for the good times, but it's the bad times. It's those trials. It's those things that God lets us go through, man, and we go through them with who? With the Lord. That's what shapes our lives. And so we got to give God some glory. We got to have a heart of gratitude. And so I believe that here tonight, that's the type of prayer that we got to have constantly with God, the type of relationship that we got to have with God, that, man, we're always giving our devotion to God. That should be something that we do constantly. Says, God, man, I'm going to be in your presence every day. I'm going to let you, man, direct my steps. He wants to be the lamp in your feet, the light in your path. He wants to give you guidance for you and your family. He wants to put purpose in your life. He wants to give you direction in your life this year in 2024. you got to believe, but it's only going to happen by being in the presence of God, being right there in the throne of God, man, lifting your hands and worshiping God and thanking him for everything that he's doing. we got to have that type of relationship with the Lord. If there's anything that we can teach you, is pray. You want your situation to change? Pray. Your relationship's going in the wrong direction? Pray. Your kids are acting up? Pray. You don't like me? Pray. Pray. You got to pray. And so we need to have a heart of gratitude, not attitude. You know, this year's got to be a, a year of gratitude. You know, I sit back and I think about everything that God's done in my life, man. God's been good to me, man. And I know that God's been good to you. You're here tonight. You're here tonight. 
It was God that selected you. It was God that put you out your muck and mire. It was God that, man, brought you into the greatest church. He gave you the greatest pastures, man. He's doing something in your life. You may not see it. You may not comprehend it. But I'm telling you here tonight that God has a plan and a purpose. He says, man, I got plans to prosper you, not to harm you, not to ruin you, but to give you a future full of hope. And that's the God that we serve, the God that has a plan and a purpose for your life. Gratitude. We can all stand to our feet. You know, lastly, Paul the Apostle, after he says all this, he says, man, listen, we need you to pray for us too. How many know that our pastors need our prayers? How many know that our leaders need our prayers? I know that our pastors and our leaders and, man, everyone that is leading ministries, we're praying for you. But we also need your prayers. We need your prayers. We need your covering. God, man, protect them, cover them, anoint them, use them, man, that no harm comes upon them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. We need your prayers. And that's what Paul the Apostle was sharing here. He goes, man, we need your prayers. Man, devote yourself in prayer. Man, be grateful. Be watchful, man. But pray for us too. Pray for us too. I thank God for a great ministry. And I don't just say that lightly. And I don't just say it because of No, I'm, I'm, I'm truly grateful. I don't say it with words. I show it with my actions. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my pastors. I'm grateful for my church. I'm grateful for my founders. I'm grateful for my leaders. I'm grateful for my church. I'm grateful. Listen tonight. What we want to do is we want to open up these altars. And I hope that there's some men and women here tonight that say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to begin to devote my time to you. That tonight we make a commitment. That we're not going to let distractions, we're not going to let the worries of the day take the place of what God wants to do in our lives in the mornings. Take the place of God, what God wants to do in the afternoon. But that we make a commitment tonight that you know what, God, this year, 2024, I'm going to devote myself in prayer. And I'm going to learn how to be watchful. And I'm going to learn how to be thankful. And you know what? I'm going to start lifting up my pastors in prayer. I'm going to start lifting up my leaders in prayer. Come on, is there any men and women here tonight that says, man, I want to be that one, man. I want to make that commitment. I'm making that commitment to God. If that's you, listen, these altars are open. You can pray right there in your chair. You can come to this altar. And we want to make a commitment. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.